please note, the podcast you're about to listen to is very badly recorded, very badly done, and is just generally bad overall. But thank you for doing it anyway. If you make it all the way through, let me know. I might have something for you. Otherwise, enjoy. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Bad Warhammer Podcast, the first and only Bad Warhammer Podcast that has ever happened. Um, and today we have Brad. Hello. Uh, Andrea. Hello. And me, Darren. And we're going to be talking about some Warhammer because that's what we do. Yes. Um, let's have a little, at first, uh, let's talk a little bit ourselves. Brad, who are you? Uh, yeah, so I am a Warhammer player here in Durban, South Africa. I run the Unseen Shop and I've been playing Warhammer for 20 odd years now. And Andrea? Um, I am a Warhammer player as well, um, even though during the day I am a musician. And I've been playing Warhammer for about 10 years now and originally from Italy, but moved here in South Africa a few years ago and found this fantastic Warhammer family here. And I'm Darren. The head um, of the DWGC. Yes, I'm the head of the DWGC, uh, Durban War Games Club. Yeah, and we're just a bunch of crazy guys sitting around having fun and we thought we'd do this little podcast to kind of see if we can figure out the state of the game and uh, figure out the armies because the best is... I'm trying to find the... Brother, I'm going to send this one. We'll send it over here. Uh, uh, forewarned is forearmed, I guess. Yeah. Because if we learn the books, then we can play against them better. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Brad, what do you play? Knowledge is power. Yeah. Um, so for Age of Sigma, I play Gloomspot and Auric War Clans, but mostly Gloomspot. And eventually, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, the giants, yeah, you know. the giants, <laughs> the sons of Behemoth, but mm. that's coming at some point, hopefully. And oh, 40k, for 40K yes, yeah. so 40k, I do, I play Eldar. I used to play Turnit, but now I just Eldar, it's <laughs> Craft World Eldar, all the way. And Andrea, I play now, I am on Bone Reapers because I love the look of the army because, um. I think it's a fantastic tool to use in the game, but I also have a lot of other armies. Uh, I basically have each of the Chaos Gods armies, apart from Skavens, we don't talk about them, they're, they're weird. Um, <laughs> recently, <laughs> family. <laughs> exactly. recently with the Wrath of the Ever Chosen on the side, finally I can run my Chaos Demons all together again, because that's how I started 10 years ago in Warhammer Fantasy. Um, I ran Legion of Nagash for a while as well because, again, like Undeads, so that was a thing. Um, I tried Dark Elves, uh, specifically the Daughters of Cain, but didn't feel right about it. In 40k, I have Chaos Demons, and then I have Tau because <laughs> my first game of 
Demons was against Grey Knights and I thought that Demons were not good, so I started Tau. And then over the years, I picked up uh, Harlequins and Death Guard as well. <laughs> I'm Darren. Um, I've dabbled in far too many armies, to be honest. I used to play 40k Necrons, sold those. Had Grey Knights, sold those. Um, Mechanicus, sold those. And I'm back to my original, which was Chaos. And yeah, been playing for a very long time. Um, specifically, Black, well, Black Legion's been for the last year or so. Um, got Chaos Knights and Chaos all the way, which is why in Sigma I play as much Chaos as I possibly can. Loving my current Slanesh, being a big Nurgle player, love the Maggot Kin. And yeah, that's basically the three of us. And we love Warhammer. As we said before, the point of this podcast is we want to be discussing different armies and books and things that come out as they come out. We want to try to get them as soon as possible so that we can help you, the player, learn the army. And if you're interested in playing it, great. If you're interested in playing against them and beating them, then hopefully we can help you with that. Um, we're going to be talking about the Caradon Overlords tonight. Um, Brad dived into it this last week and he's taken a look at that. And um, personally, I can say I don't like them. I think when the, the models first came out, I thought they were the weirdest bunch of things ever. I love the idea of redoing the dwarves and making sky dwarves just just really expanded the universe nicely. Um, but I don't like them. I just don't like them. I think it added a, a lot of it's steampunk, and everyone everyone loves steampunk. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. But I, I really I like the aesthetic. I haven't played against them. We all know our local Caradon player really, really wants us to do this one episode because, yeah, reasons. In playing with them or against them, there's some really nasty builds that are all running around the meta right now that we want to talk about tonight as well. But I just feel... I don't want to have to take down a ship with a Keeper of Secrets. It just feels funny. But I mean, he's gonna, you're going to have the, the Windrider cloak, so you'll be flying around anyway. So he's up there fighting this. That's like, it's in the fluff. It's a real thing. Yeah, yeah. It's like that, that picture with the bloodthirster taking one out of the sky. That's pretty awesome, that. It's a keeper of secrets playing Superman. That's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> I am so doing that. I'm going to get a keeper and I'm going to paint a big S on the back of its cape. Sparkly. Actually, I'm going to make it upside down. S for slanish, right? Yes. Yeah. It's definitely not hope. No, no, no. no. <laughs> Just having a look at the book, the first idea would be just be like running all the ships, and that seems like there's some playstyles available to that with the different factions. One of the things, it's all the names like uh, Endrinriga instead of Enginriga. It's like a little twist on all the words. Yeah, but it's like standard staple for, for Games Workshop. Let's take normal words, throw a letter in for the hell of it, and see what happens. Copyright. Yeah. Well, I guess after all the IP infringement issues. <clears throat> yes. One of the um, one of the things I noticed was the the Underworlds team. Mm -hmm. There might be a, like a space for them to run, to actually play them compared to the um, say most of the Underworlds teams are useless. I don't know. I'm seeing a, a nice trend with a lot of those Underworlds teams coming out and throwing them into armies, like the Maggotkin guys, the lady with a strange noble cat. She is so cool in a Maggotkin army. There you have a nice cheap sorcerer with two Black Kings running around after them. That's just badass. Uh, they're very cool. They've got lots of guns. Like I think the books are a big improvement from the previous book. 
where everything it, it kind of just didn't play right i think but now they actually do damage they can shoot and they do a lot of damage and there's some really cool um twists and stuff oh right the uh, ether gold is one of their coolest like little rules how's that thing work? um so you get ether gold each hero gets a piece of ether gold and then there's different ways of spreading gold to the different units. If like um, a unit is 10 or, more, 10 or more, you get a piece of gold. And the cool thing with the gold, it brings the triumphs back into the game. So like, I don't like, I don't know about you guys, but like, I always forget. Which was the last time I actually used a triumph? Have I ever do used you know a triumph? Do, do you even use triumph in, in match play? Yeah, it's oh, 100%. Wow. If you're only, supposed so, to. For those who don't know. <laughs> Like us, we're very experienced. I promise. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> so triumphs are if your army, if you have less points than your opponent's army, you get to use one of these triumphs, and you normally roll for it, and you get to once per battle use one of these triumphs. So it's either reroll to hit, reroll to wound, or reroll your armor saves for once for one unit, which is like can be a, a big turning point in the game absolutely um, so now it's like you get these ether gold which is once per phase you can use a unit can spend its gold it loses one bravery but then it gets to either reroll to hit reroll to wound or reroll armor saves i like that it loses bravery so it's like oh, there goes a the gold there's the point of living oh, why should that there goes all my gold no yeah and and the, you can get gold back later on so you can just keep minusing your bravery until you're like, ah, I'm running away because I have no more money. Oh no, so the bravery doesn't come back if no. they get more gold. No, so they can no. go from bravery like eight to two. <laughs> that is awesome. But there's some... It's the swag. Yeah, the swag is high and then the more you spend gold, it's like, no, okay, no, um, I, I gotta go. <laughs> but the, the, so cool. The cool thing is you get a lot of ways to mitigate bravery. Yeah. So... Uh, a couple of the ports allow you to reroll battle shock, and you also have immunity to certain. You can take a um, a main battleship's like immune to immune to battle shock within twelve inches or or aura. So that's quite cool. It's like a gloom spite loon shrine floating around in the air. Oh, okay. So then you can just not care about the fact that you have bravery of minus eight because you've spent all your cash on the slot machines in the middle of the game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They've got some... Um, the next thing that was pretty cool is the, some of the artifacts. Like, they've got the, a dispel score pretty much, which is the, the, yeah, that's the void stone. So the Stormcast get a lot of... They've got access to a, like a dispel scroll as well, yeah. I think. And I that's a few, often, actually. And that's often quite very useful. Yeah. It becomes a no you, basically, because you're, you're going to cast super deadly spell. No you. <laughs> Done. Just no. don't, don't even roll. Just no. Just cast just a spell. No. Yeah. 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 Pay two blue. Done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Can't spell that. Yeah. They've got a couple one use onlys. Another one is the... the <laughs> It's the one, fun one. One use only. What's the fun one? Oh, the, that, the, we know the fun one. Let's talk about the fun one last. Okay, we'll come back to the the bottle everyone wants to talk about. The first of the bombets is you you shoot this little grenade at someone and it does damage and if and you then you roll a dice and it does a mortal wound on a two plus and you keep rolling until you roll a one or the unit dies. <laughs> How badass is that? Holy crap! That's a that's a, one of those funny... What's the... Nanite gun from um, 40k. 
from 30k, which used to just go explode, 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 mm. explode, and so everyone just died click, from click, nuclear click, radiation. Click, click, click. <laughs> a, in the fluff, it's, wow. it's you shoot some phosphorus liquid at someone, and it hits them, and it just sparks, and it lets the neighbors on fire, and then everyone just your neighbor and your neighbor's neighbors, and everyone's like everyone's burning, <laughs> and then the squad dies. And I can see that just being oh look, it's for me, it's like oh look, my 60 man blob of, of grots. The 15 wounds is probably not Holy too bad. Crap. Um, it's, it's a one in six, so you're probably going to get six, seven wounds before you roll that one. I know enough Dark Eldar players. Um, How do you hit with it? It's, uh, just a, it's, it's a three plus, I think. Or, so I hear you saying you can kill the gash with it. You could. And he has a four up immortal wound save, so like. You have to roll. Yes, he does. Like, so he rolls on a four plus, ignores the wound, and on a six, you take it back. So, I hear that you can kill ankylosauruses with it. You can kill uh, any sort of dinosaur, really. Yes. <laughs> whatever they call. What are they called? You know what the ankylosaurus? It's a, it looks like an ankylosaurus. It's I don't a, know what the, the, the actual a, seraphon name is. What's the thing called? Oh, Ste- no, it's not a stegodon. Steg- 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 no, no, the 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 brontosaurus. No, <laughs> it's the the hardback. Uh, People be like, oh, the no, back. It's this one, you fools. Uh, stegodon, bastilodon. Let's yes, yes. So bastilodon. Ladies and gentlemen, I would just like to remind you that we are professionals and we know this game very well. We have an app. Yes, fine. yes, we're we're good at this. Apparently. Um, <laughs> Who has that? And it's, a, it's, it's only a specific person gets to use the phosphorite bomblets. Bomblets. Uh, so it's once per battle in your shooting phase, you can pick one unit within six inches of this model and roll a dice. On a two plus, that unit suffers one mortal wound. You can roll again. Keep on rolling until the unit is destroyed or you roll a one. Yeah, this brings something to mind. In the Geneva Convention, I think phosphor weapons are actually not allowed in most normal warfare that we have, I might just be talking at my bum. But it sounds like, what? I wouldn't want that to happen. To <laughs> exactly. But phosphor grenades and phosphorus weapons are things that happen, and I think they are banned. I wonder if in the world of Age of Sigma, they should maybe get together and also have their own Geneva flipping convention group thing, because honestly. And they will simply decide, let's use them more. Yes. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Probably. Or just ban the gash. <laughs> I mean, that's just, uh, that's yeah. just us, really. Yeah. <laughs> we have Crazy Grenade of Ultimate Doom. And then? You've got the, the Ethermatic Shield, or Miniaturized Ethermatic Repulsive Field, which kind of gives you a 3 plus ignore spells. Why does it sound like a Tau weapon? Or they pretty tau. much are Tau. They're Tau and Aegis Signal. They've yeah. got guns. They're short, stunty Tau without the fishy smell. They, they run away. They don't have the Overwatch, but they're just going to keep shooting at you. Uh, you can give them Overwatch technically with the Ironclad. You can just shoot a cannon at you from point play, like once you finish the charge. But that's, that's pretty cool as a upgrade. What? So you get the like when the Ironclad gets a Master of Ironclad shipness, a Warlord trait kind of thing. And the fire is a great body cannon. Uh, yeah. So you, you whatever cannon you whatever the main gun you can put on it. So it's either the great cannon or the Skyhook or the great volley cannon. I think. Mm, yeah. So you can do like the great, the great cannon either has a shrapnel or the normal one. You just do like six damage. 46 attacks, three plus, three plus, minus one, one. 
They've got a lot of rerolling ones as well. So Ooh. A, the, the book has lots of three plus to hit on the heroes and like four plus to hit on the bunch of guys. I know, but what works better? If you had a choice of six attacks, 24 inch range, three plus, three plus, minus one, two damage, right? Or 46 attacks, 18 inches, three plus, three plus, minus one, one. Also, were they it. so much three? Really, were they? Um, they weren't three, three pluses, pluses to hit before. before. No, they were like four pluses. Fuck, it just seems pluses. like everything's so gotten better on that. They were useless before. I'd take the 46 anytime. 46? Because you've got it's four guaranteed damage, shot, but yeah. it's one damage. But you're looking on average at 14 shots. I guess. Whereas, 14 shots. Okay, mm-hmm. I guess the Skyhook and the Great Cannon Shell. So the Skyhook gives you like a bonus to charge, but I'm like, I don't think I want to charge an Ironclad and do anything. No. I mean, it's got eight attacks, four plus four plus one damage, but that's not something I want to be doing. No, but six damage. Three plus two plus minus two six on the Great Sky Cannon Shell. I'd rather do the Shrapnel. That's the thing. Yeah, but you can do 12 damage then because of the six attacks, three plus three plus minus one, two. Yeah. And then you've got, can you get an Ether Gold? But you can at least give it re-rolls and stuff like that from the Euros. How does this whole flying transport thing work? Yeah, so the new, um, the way the vehicles work, well, the Ironclad and the Frigate, is they get, they use the garrison rules, which are actually part of the main game as much as we, I don't know if you guys use those very often. We, we don't have that many um, buildings, buildings to yeah. use. But so, what yeah. building is it? What, the Dreadholds? I mean, custom-made terrain. The, the keep? The wizard you have tower. The wizard tower. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. Those are buildings that you can get in and you I can... Yeah, maybe if they just add... Do they all have like special rules that just say, yes, it can garrison. Oh, yes. So anyway, yeah. So they just have a number of models you can garrison inside. So like the Ironclad is 25 models. So it can be like separate units and stuff. And when you, when you garrison... You can, when you get shot at, you choose either to shoot the, the, the tank or the ironclad or you shoot the units inside. But the units inside get plus one armor save and uh, minus one to hit, I think. Minus one to That's hit. actually quite nice. I so you can that, still take them out. That is really scary. Minus one to hit. You, so rather take out the thing that's around them. Also, yeah, it's, it does the 40k when a vehicle dies, you roll dice. You roll each, you, allocate, you roll a dice for each model and on a one, the model dies. So. As well, when I read that, it's different to the 40k way, yeah. where it's you're just rolling 10 dice for 10 guys and you choose which one to die. This way you go, oh look, my hero, roll dice. It's one. not a one. Or oh, it is a one. Upti dash. <laughs> yeah, and, but that's a bit tedious if you've got 25 people and you're going, this guy, one. This guy, I mean, one. This guy, one. This guy, one. For the squad of guys, it's like allocating a wound. You can use different colored dice. Yeah, you have I, green I, I, is hero, no, blue is special weapon. The question is, do you, roll, do you roll per model inside or do you roll per unit mm. inside? Roll one dice for each model in its garrison. On a one, that model is slain. So when it says that model is slain, then it's so, like, hmm. So you need to roll one by one. And so if you have units that have 10 models inside, then you need to roll for that unit 10 dice, one at a time, because it's the I model think, that dies. Yeah, with them, you'd specifically have to do uh, Arcanaut Company. Like, say, like the Arcanaut Company has one in every three models or five models has a gun. So you have to be like, cool, the plebs are all five dice. One of the plebs dies. This fancy gun on a two plus. This fancy gun and just keep going through. When there is a difference and it's relevant to differentiate. Absolutely. Yeah, so it's actual yeah, models yeah. you're losing. Um, yeah. But that, 
the so the ironclad is like 25 models the frigate is 15 models and then the other one doesn't have a thing but you can one of the um amount trait for lack of a better word the the ironclads and all them get their yeah their mount trait similar to fleshy decords and such where you can give a to a, the gun hauler can get a, a, a carrying capacity of five as its mount trait so you can put like a couple guys on no, that. that's not fair you don't get mount traits for slanesh then again no one's riding anyone there. they get warlord traits or, well, so they can jump in the lake Yes. <laughs> okay. I'm not salty at all. I think Seleski <laughs> should get a special mount trait for <laughs> for you know Eski should get one for Sil. Well technically that is you are you are correct. <laughs> yes. No, no. Okay, they they're riding each other in other ways. Um <laughs> warning, warning. <laughs> danger, danger close. Fly high. What is fly high? <laughs> so that's a, a <laughs> another cool one of these uh Flyy boys, they get to disengage and they can just teleport. It's like relocate, and you just get you deep strike out somewhere else in the battlefield. You can only do it if you haven't taken a bunch of wounds yet. And on their wound, um, on their damage table, they're like as they deteriorate, they lose special certain abilities. So fly high is you just pick the model up uh, if it's taken less than seven wounds or has seven, less than seven wounds allocated to it, and it gets can deep strike anywhere on the battlefield more than nine inches away from enemies outside of one. It's the, the default deep striking stuff. They can only do the fly high rule if they are carrying a certain number of people, I think. Mm. No, it's just the seven wounds it looks like. Oh. Oh, that's the other thing with the when you fly high, the the guys who have the bubbles, the sky hooks and the uh, sky wardens sky and the engine riggers. engine riggers, yeah. <clears throat> So they they can they can catch a uh, catch a lift, and they just hold on and they could hitches and they just they can immediately jump up and join it and it deep strike somewhere else. But I think only six seven models can do it. Seven, yeah. So that's quite cool. And then you just like so your whole army can just be like, oh look, I'm on the left flank. That's I'm a on the weird right flank number. It's a very weird number. What's the number? Three um, men per squad. Three men per squad. I mean minimum three. It's because you use two squads and then you have the extra dude that can heal. The, um, the flying hero, yeah. yeah. That, that makes sense. sense. That makes yeah. lots of sense. But that's actually badass too. Because yeah. now you're moving effectively four units across the board, giving you the objective scoring, um, board denial, anything. There's the a whole bunch you can pull out of it. Yeah, that's actually really nice. Now, if they jump across, okay... What happens? Oh, okay, if they, they do, the sky vessels move, remove the unit and set up over there within six inches of the sky vessel. Outside of three of enemies, I think. That is outside of nine outside outside of, of enemies. Oh, nine but of still, enemy, yeah. but that is so badass. The ironclad, as long as um, on his damage table, so he can fly high up until he's taken about well, seven wounds. But then once he's taken ten wounds, so once he's gone above nine, he can't. They've got a special rule where they can disengage. So they can still retreat and shoot. So most units can't, if they retreat out of combat, they can't shoot. And if they, so with disengage, as long as you end your move outside of uh, three of the enemy, and they and the unit you retreated from is not a flying unit. So if the unit's a flying unit, which is very important to remember, like it's not as powerful, like, I don't know how often it's going to be a flying unit you're retreating from, but... Um, well, more Crusher. More Crusher, Mangler Squig. Bloodthirster. Um, 
flamers. Oh god, those Bangladesh screamers. still count as um, flying, don't they? Any item that gives fly. Oh my, my yes, my my beautiful yes. Mm. I think it'll be mostly because you don't you can just stand in combat and shoot. So the retreating out of combat is mostly like if you want to be. Hey, so you can run away from L'Oreal and she can't do anything. Oh, she can fly. Can she fly? She's got wings. And L'Oreal, she's a giant beetle. That's the point. She's got wings. God, stupid tree people. <laughs> oh, <laughs> she's a god. And uh, the Gutch can fly. Yeah, I mean, he's floating. Archeon can fly. He's on the dragon. That's fine. If Archeon hasn't killed an ironclad in combat, He's doing something wrong. I mean, it's got 18 wounds and a 3-up save, so... 18 3-up. 18 wounds? Oh, okay. Ironclads are bad. They're 510 points. They're like... Okay. 18, 18 wounds and 3-plus save and a whole lot of points means that you're not going to see more than one on the table. So yeah, if yeah. you do manage to focus it down and you have the right tools to send it there and kill it, that's a huge chunk of the army that has gone and nothing... One of the cool things as well, the the smaller ship, the gun hauler, it gives it a six up feel no pain. So it it's an improvement from the previous book where it used to be it was a four up absorber save where the wound instead of got allocated to the ironclad got allocated to the gun hauler, which is you're losing a ship anyway, so that's a bit lame. But now it straight up just negates save negates the damage on a six. So I think it's a bit of a sideways move, but it's, a, it's still a good move. I want to call something out on this. 510 points for an Arcanaut Ironclad, okay? Mm -hmm. Yes, it's 18 wounds. Yes, it's a 3 plus save. Fly high. That's an ability all these ships have. Um, disengage. They all have it. Bomb racks, they're fun, but they're around. Um, I can't see a good reason to take one. 510 points when you could probably do better putting more Arcanaut frigates in there, two or three of them, because you've got more models on the board. It's got a worse gun. I think the frigate, the the, the ironclad has. Maybe that's it. Maybe you're buying it because of the guns. Because it's got, it's got the the great cannon or the sakai hook or the volley gun, and then it's got the ether shock torpedoes and the carbine, which is like eight shots, four shots with two damage, d three damage, and you got your great cannon. So it's it's got a bunch. And the thing is, you're going to have your whole army is sitting inside it. Twenty five models, or not all you. A large portion of your army is going to be chilling inside it, do, 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 opening fire, and then just bouncing off when okay. they get too close. But compare it to another 510 point range ball in the game. I mean, okay, a bloodthirster eats it. A bloodthirster is not even close to 510 Exactly, points. but that's a list. But a bloodthirster will not survive. If this focuses down a bloodthirster, the bloodthirster won't get there. But a bloodthirster will get to it. No, that's it it's 20, 24 inches. It's got three, uh, two guns that are 24 inches and a 12 inch gun. So Can't a bloodthirst to make a 24 inch charge in one turn? A move? Can it do 18 wounds? Maybe. Mm, okay, so with a bloodthirster you can move 10 inches, you can move around and charge, and you can pile in 6 inches. Ideally, yes you could, but this thing has 7 models around mm. that protect it. Okay, okay. From charges. Okay. A keeper of secrets. You cannot fit the base. You mean in the, the, the gun, the engine riggers or the scar spear people yeah, stabbing? Yeah, the dudes that are, that are hanging around are going to be there protecting the model. Therefore, my 510 points, you're not going to touch but it. But now it's no longer 510 points because oh, 510 600, points. 610. 610. 610. 610. 
Yeah, 150 points or so with the, but the engine rings. now it's that with all the engine rings. Now so the points are so going if up. You're going Take the equivalent to that. That's two keepers of secrets. Yeah, but you've also got the whole army that's sitting inside it. So your whole army. Exactly. Two keepers so, trying to get this one model. Two keepers run out. They take that. They kill it. Now, 25 guys, I've killed at least one, at least five or so on the rolls of one. What you're not considering is that they feel completely different roles. A yes. keeper of secret, a bloodthirster is a big threat that you need to kill quickly because otherwise it will hurt hurt whatever yes, it needs to hurt. That's good, this yeah. thing, it's meant to protect. Yes, it's going to hurt because it has the guns and all that, but it's not the same type of threat as a bloodthirster is. Also... This thing, if you don't kill it, it heals a wounded turn. There's a hero that heals a D3 or uh, 3. It can be a, the, also, the command trait can make it 4 turn. The one thing I keep forgetting about this is that um, there's a staple in Sigma. And because I play a lot of combat armies, if I get to choose turn for first turn, my opponent will go first. Because I'm a combat army, I want him closer to me. If you're playing these guys... You're happy with taking first turn because of all your range. So that does change it. Yes, you're right then. So now my keepers, my bloodthirsters, my great and clean ones, any combat thing, Kurnoth hunters, anything that can go and wipe it out, now it has a threat. Now they want to be there faster because of the range weapons, which can hurt the hell out of them. Yeah, I get that. Okay. Okay. So maybe the points are worth it. Maybe your it range, is. Your range isn't ridiculous. You, you are still, they did get a, um, a, a greatly reduced range, I think, across between but, the previous book and the new book. But that's 10 inches. The, it's the, fly plus their range of weapons. I mean, when you fly, you don't, you, you, you bounce into the air and then you land somewhere. So you're not moving again. So you just, you gain the distance. So you, that's fine. But you've got, your maximum gun is 24, or you can shoot the shell, which is 30. Okay, I would happily take first turn with this army compared to, like, normally I would not take first turn. Yeah. But I, you go, I take first turn, I just shoot a blast, poof. Is one shot worth taking first turn? Maybe you've got a bunch of guns. Like, the frigates also have a 30-inch range. Could have if you take the big cannon. So, shooting that, shooting that, and then your, then your opponent has their turn, they move towards you. You're like, cool, you've overcommitted maybe or or you've you've played it smart and you've not overcommitted now you half your army is pushed towards you can scar high and just yeah target fire the single unit that's out of place the other thing is because of the fly high ability the range of the weapons while these ships are at decent height or decent wounds actually doesn't mean anything yeah because they'll always be in range you can consider it always be in range um, it's only when you're badly wounded that you go down. So yeah, you can manipulate your movement to go, right, um, I need to be within 24 inches or 30 inches because my cannon or whatever it is, I need to be within that. So I'm now moving away from this guy who's charged me and taken first turn or is taking second or whatever it is and move. So I'm within 24. Good luck making the range. Good luck making the charge. We can in some armies. They can achieve it. But can Gloomspot do that? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I think you bring it back to you'll have to get into combat, like and deal that initial damage to get them below. Mm. But then also the one, you have to get them at least to half wounds because if they're going to heal back up, you'll have to, you have to get them to at least have taken six damage, seven well, damage, and then worse. seven, and they've healed. So then eight, nine, ten. So you have to do at least ten damage so that they don't heal to a point where they can bounce out of space and into space again. It, it, what makes it even more interesting too is the fact that. You get into it with combat, you smack it, you hit it around a bit, and then it just disengages, shoots you, and 
someone heals it. So that does make it very, very difficult. If someone, I think this is a, a nice army for if someone maximizes the ranging and all that, you could really cause some hurt. With Gloom Spies, I think you have a tool that you can use. It might not be the best counter, but you have the bodies, so you can negate them, the fact that they can move around, because it's still nine inches away. So if you cannot place down the model, you cannot place down the model. End of story. And that's, that goes into tactic, clearly, not like pure, just or power level, but it's something you can do, and they can't do anything about it. I should have more models than them. Exactly, yes, that's the point. Yes. So then, yeah, the, the, it's, it's, it's the same thing you have with uh, Deep Striking Stormcast and Seraphon with their teleporting, and, and we'll be talking about them probably next so time. We, next week. Next time we end. But yeah, so it's, it's, it's keeping that in mind when you think of an army. Like, this sounds like, oh goodness, it's, their shooting seems quite strong. They've got a lot of rerolls. They can get their triumphs to reroll completely to hit to wound. Um, but then you, they're, they're only shooting in their turn as well. So like Sonesh, close combat armies, a lot of the armies, especially in our meta, shooting is, is slowly becoming a thing now with, um, I'll say like Bone Reapers, Catapult, yep. Spam. <laughs> it's only two. Come on, it's not Spam. How does the rule go on um, garrisoning? If a hero is garrisoning in something, mm-hmm. is that hero targetable? Uh, well, can you target heroes? You said you said that you could shoot the, the units inside. Yeah, but that's for, for the ships. Okay. Yeah. So therefore it's then targetable. Moral can target either this model from an attack in it. The reason why I ask this is that my response as a Slanesh player against um, something that is big and needs to be eaten is get the mortal wounds out. So I'm gonna throw out a mesmerizing mirror mm-hmm. or something that's gonna hurt. And hopefully I get the right amount of sixes. And hopefully we do something right there. Then I can take it down. The problem is, is Arkanaut Ironclad and the frigates and that, they're not heroes. They're not going to be affected by the mirror. They're only going to be affected by the movement thing. Yep. So yeah, when they fly high, they're going to get D3 mortal wounds. But who cares when you can heal back the D3 mortal wounds anyway. It's D3 extra though. It's very scary. If I had to deal with that with the Bone Reapers, I think I clearly would pile all the shots from the catapults into it. And that's the one thing. Ladies and gentlemen who are listening to this, we need you to understand that if Andrea has to deal with something and it cannot be dealt with, with the very clever use of the catapults, then we have a problem. Yeah. (laughs) Unstoppable. The the thing is, I would would use the catapults, definitely. The three plus save, there is no rain, so okay, I'm not even concerned about that. I know that the 18 wounds are a problem, so if I don't manage to hurt it and kill it properly, then I have to send the cavalry in and just the sheer amount of shots eventually, well, not shots, sorry, hits on the charge eventually is going to take it down. But I have to do it in one turn. There is no no other way. And it has to be close enough, even for the cavalry that can move 16 inches base and then charge. So it is possible. Mm. You can get there. But if it doesn't, oof. That's a problem. It's actually very true because now looking at this, um, it does make sense that this can break your current strategy for Bone Reapers I don't know. a little bit easier than oh, say, yeah. someone else. I'm yes. not going to say it will. It's definitely a matchup. Not a, like yeah. They have a better matchup than most other armies because yes, my range is 36 inches, so I don't care. I, yeah. will, I will hit you probably yeah. where you are. But if I take first as a character or a player, I, I fly high, I drop, I shoot you in the back line. There is not going to be any backline. See, that's the thing. 
that's where you play well because of the EV deployment and by spacing and all that. That's the thing. Yes, a, a, a wise player will do that. But you're also but, but, an elite army, so you don't have as much models as, say, the Gloom Spike would. No, I or, cannot stop your redeployment. Yeah. But if you shoot my catapults, I can absorb the damage very easily. Yeah. Then I can heal the damage yeah. back because I can heal as well. By the way, when they when they um, garrison, can they shoot? Yeah. So the guys inside can still shoot. So the garrison is the garrison unit counts as being in cover if it is attacked. In addition, subtract one from the hit rolls of attacks that made against a garrisoning unit. So that's against that's everything. Uh, a garrisoning unit can leave in your movement phase when it does so. Set it up wholly within six inches uh, outside of three of enemy units, and it counts as a move for the movement phase. Yeah, you know, many terrain features can be garrisoned, including flat areas upon which models can stand. The whole hero thing you can't you leave the table. The units that are garrisoned the terrain feature are removed from the battlefield and are assumed to be inside the terrain feature. Units must treat must treat a terrain feature garrisoned by the enemy as if it was an enemy model. Plus one to your save, so you've got a, probably a three up save across your across the board because you're on. Oh, heroes would go to two up or three up. And most of them have a th four up, so they go to three up, which isn't too bad. Arkham Company go to four up, goes to three up. Yeah, so most of the guys are having a three up save and minus one to be hit. But then you've got the Ethermatic guy who's the minus one to be hit anyway because he's got an atmospheric isolation, which is subtract one from hit rolls within three inches. So he's got like a, a big net, pretty much. <laughs> in Bloom's by talk. Yes, yes, because that's uh, how it works. That's how it works. He's got giant nets. They don't actually have guns, they're just nets. So that works quite well. Uh, one of the things that just popped in my head, yo, is I was asked by our um, friend who likes the Caradron with the Grunstruck Thunderers that what do we think would be the best way to run them? One of each weapon or equip them all with the ether shot rifles? So the Gunstruck gun Thunderers, our five-man squad, they get a couple of different guns. They get a, oh, they get the Deck Sweeper, the Ether Cannon, or the Gunstruck Mortar. So each one, if they have all three, they get a benefit of adding one to hit rolls. They all have the same range, just different number of shots different damage and different to wound. I think they have the special rule of being near objectives, they get the plus one to hit as well. Etheric Fumigator gets minus one to hit them if enemy models are within three inches of them. Oh right, because they're, they're like smogging them. Mm. I think they, they, their base gun is better, the Ethermatic Rifle, so it's got 18 inch range and two shots. Add one to the tax characteristic of missile weapons used by the unit while any enemy units are within three inches of that unit. Oh right, because they don't like being That's in close combat. cool. So you're in combat with them, and now all of a sudden the ether shot rifles are three attacks each. The double-barreled ether shot rifle is now five attacks. The fumigator is now four. That's but the range, the 18 inches range is what makes. Yeah, the rifles are better very good. I think, personally, if you well, you can be running them as battle line. So are they battle line? No, I don't think they're battle line. Uh, Thunderers. Mm -hmm. All companies are battle line. They no, might be battle line. In, they might be battle line in a specific army. Thunderers, uh, Battle Line of Barrack Noir. Yeah, so Arkham yeah. Company are pretty cool. They've got shorter range, but they've got the plus one to hit. They get better real battle shock and plus one to hit if they're within uh, near an objective, but not if they're a garrison. Everything's like, if you're not, as long as you're not in a, in a floating ship. Yeah, so like overall, I think it's a pretty cool book. I don't think we've answered him though. Whether you should run them, they're good units. Like rifles. Or what is the best way to, to run them? I yeah, would take mix the weapons or take only I rifles. would just take the rifles. Yeah. Because of the short range. It's only 12 inch range on the... You're not going to be using all of it if you mix and match. 
not all at the same time. What are you using them for? Are you keeping them in your back line to hold an objective at the back and shoot the hell out of someone far away? How fast are they? Or are you pushing them forward? <laughs> Four inches. Well, then they hold objectives and they prevent you. Then you stick with the rifles. Then you stick with the rifles. Of the five, they can have all three, but then you're just like throwing them at the enemy and just opening fire with a bunch of these relatively good guns. With a four inches movement. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, but you're going to be, you can put them maybe in a, a gun hauler or a, not a gun hauler, in the frigate and just like charge forward. Sit them down and then sweep the decks, basically. You just charge in and you just like. I love that. Or you stand sweeper. And it looks like a weird it's musical a instrument. Yeah. <laughs> what are they? Clear electric motor. Clearly, clearly, yes. yes. No. Sonic weapon. That's correct. Sonic. <clears throat> oh yeah, but battalion-wise, there's kind of not much. There's like a the escort wing and the iron attacks, iron sky attack squadron. It's just kind of to get an extra artifact. You get to show the shooting phase, you pick one enemy unit, your whole if your whole battalion fires at that unit, you can reroll once. That's in the one that's pretty cool. Because mm. you're hitting on three, so it's half your misses are getting rerolled. The Iron Sky Attack Squadron can leave an Arcanoid frigate from the same battalion either before or after this move decision roll three six instead of two six making a charge roll. So you get these attack ships that are just trying to charge people. That's cool. Mm. <laughs> just run over and kill hold them. Oh, that is. There, there are some artifacts for the ships where, like, you get the battering ram, where it just like does a, a boatload of damage, like D six mortal wounds the first time it charges someone, and like wow. the, the best thing is like their, their names, like the grudge, the grudge settler. <laughs> and it's like I'm gonna settle I mean, this grudge by fair. running you down. Take the ship. Push it into your face. Yeah, so those the thunder the gunshot thunder is I think are a pretty cool unit as overall, like probably run yeah, I think they'll go in pretty much all my list if I put it together. Two units, one one I big fat unit. A unit of ten, because if you have the ten ten normal models in each unit you get the, the Ur gold. So or no either gold. Oh yeah. So you get the rerolls and like a three plus four uh, rerolling rerolling to wound will be pretty staunch on them. That's badass because now <clears throat> Take into consideration if you in your initial five you go for using the fumigators and all the stuff, um, and then the other five of that all with ether shot rifles. Now the mortar, the deck sweep, and the ether cannon are getting a plus one to hit for themselves, and then you pull the ether gold out. So now they're rerolling those. The main thing is like once they if they're in combat, they'll shoot the living daylight out of you. But if they're in combat, they have two wounds. I don't know how well they'll be. Two wounds, four Wait, plus. But if they're in an ironclad and the ironclad's in combat, that thing doesn't work with it? No, not a garrison. Not a part of a garrison, yeah. Not a part of a garrison. Okay, so subtract that. <laughs> but, wait, if the ironclad is in combat, has been charged, the ironclad doesn't die. Next movement phase, they jump out. Have to end up outside of three. They have to be outside of three. Yeah. That'd be great. To your face. Just like dum, blam. But then again, if they deploy outside, I don't know, the shootings before combat. Sorry. Yeah, they're still hitting they've got a bunch of guns that all have short range, so it's got multiple damage. You can also give bonuses to like the, the different ships. Yeah, you can give your ships extra movement as part of their engine the engine, the great engine works. And certain of the, the ports get extra engine works, so you can have your ships moving extra two inches 12 inch movement on the giant ship when you're teleporting around that might be uh, not needed if you're teleporting around really the cool artifacts like the the deal breaker and the 
dead settler, <laughs> which I was just like charging two plus two, like D6 mortal wounds. and That sounds like the giant turtle from the CLs. I don't get yeah, the name. Hidden of, the hidden hidden hidden. Hidden. Yeah, Hidden Death. Yeah. That, that literally runs you when it charges and does the same. That's yeah. cool. I can see that as a very climatic thing to watch. Big murder turtle in the sky. Here comes a ironclad. Are they, are they flying or are they in the ocean? Because now it's well, like, they confused now. <laughs> Ship and a turtle. They are flying. And the turtle they're in the ocean. It's like flying because it's technically in its magical ocean. And now the ship is in the ocean. <laughs> yeah. Whoa, mind trip. Very simple. The turtle is swimming in the clouds. Oh, that's where the gold is. Yeah. Exactly. Maybe they maybe they they elves in this. The elves in the yeah, sky. Yeah, but as do well. dwarf souls? Um, can they use dwarf souls for all their thralls? Um, 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 Probably. Um, they, they might be too short. Mm. Maybe they have to two. get two for yeah. every <laughs> every one thrall. Yeah, yeah. We are not making any sizest comments. <sighs> we just might not like the caravan. Well, hmm. I don't. Jumping back to the artifacts, the, uh, and we're going. We sit like we got the the spell in a bottle, which, oh, yeah. <laughs> which we like mentioned, referenced slightly, and then forgot about. That's probably what your so much play, so much wiggle room you've got, where you can. Oh, I like that Skaven warp lightning storm. I like the model. I really want to buy it. I don't. I don't want to play Skaven. Here's your chance to buy this endless spell. <coughs> you said no one ever. That lightning spell is going to be badass. Like, right. I just think it's brilliant that Games Workshop went and said, hmm, we've been making money on selling endless spells for all armies, but now we have an army that doesn't have any spells. But wait, why don't we give them a relic which allows them to go and buy endless spells from every other army? <laughs> Was that a sigh of relief you don't have to spend more money? Ha ha. Joking you. The, it's always shown as the, the Raging Bull one is kind of a, oh, is like the default. No. I mean, I don't know if it's any good, but it just looks cinematic. Like, he just guy runs out and throws the bottle on this Raging Bull and just charges it at me. No, that is brutal. I like it. I really <laughs> do. I think that is great. I think the, the, pos- the, the possibility, well, clearly the best one is to use, in that case, the, the Lightning yeah. Storm from yeah. Skaven. Halving movement, doing mortal wounds. It's fantastic. But the, the following one, the second best one, you take the Stormcast Comet. And oh, you just like, oh, cool. Now I have 36 inches range of a spell that you cannot dispel. And it's just going to sit there and pulse. However, the ball works as well because it has the you fight last. And giving... I don't think you want to be in combat with the You're not going to fight. No, but it's a good save. Oh, uh, true, true. Actually, yeah, you're right. Like yeah. If you're getting in combat and that is the usage you, you, you have for that spell, you've done something wrong. That spell yeah. should be something it, that you crack once per game. It cripples your opponent so much that they go like, I can't recover from this. Mm-hmm. And that's why the, the storm is so scary and so powerful. If you don't stop it quickly, it will have three activations before you can do anything. And do it hurts. You, do you know the range on that? Um, it should be six inches. inches. 16 inches. No, no, it, they should be within six inches of mm-hmm. each other. Yeah. But then is it 13 inches from the guy who's casting? Warp Lightning Vortex. What's the casting range? Uh, only within 13 inches of the caster. Then set up the second and third after that. Exactly within seven inches from the model and seven inches from each other. So the first one has first to be within 13. 13. Okay. So, so you still have like a 20 inch range. 
Yeah, and you, and and they all do. If you're within range of all three, you just like plop that on top of someone else's like keeper or something. Most important part of the army, and uh, just watch it melt. And I think it's a, it's a good spot for if you want to make a very like themed army and going away from like match like super match play. You can be like, oh yeah, I've always wanted these gloom spot spiders in my army. <laughs> Said no one ever. Um, so you can always like fluff up your army a little bit with these cool little side notes. Again, you forget one thing. If you cannot press down the model, you cannot put down the spell. It's got such a small base though. No, they're not. No, they're small they're bases. Those are small. They're little uh, 32, 32 mils or something. Yeah. So Three 32 mil bases. Or 40 mils maybe. Okay. So yeah. You probably fit that. Probably I'm thinking fun. like if I, if I, if they had to target my Bone Reaper castle with that. It probably would hurt because it's mortal wounds. So yeah. okay, but if I am clumped, you won't be able to place the things properly, so you will not maximize the area that you're looking at. Yeah, that's so a less stuff is going to take damage. Within seven of each one, so within that means maximum, right? So if I force you to put it at three, because it's mm. you are now covering much less. Because you put the first one out, set up within. 13 inches and the second and third like what, exactly seven inches from the first model and exactly oh exactly seven inches from the first model exactly ah. seven inches from the, each other so you can't just make a line of three warp lightning like sitting next to each other no you have to make have an to actual exactly triangle. triangle if you can form the, the, the symbol of scale yeah if you cannot cool. if you cannot form the triangle sorry that doesn't happen so it okay. is powerful and yeah. some armies and it's will be hurt it's pretty easy. You can still do the. It's 13 inches to a spot that's right in front of the model, and as long as you can find a single 40 mil circle seven inches away from that spot, you can make a triangle, and it's mm -hmm. going to be. So it, I, I don't think it's too bad to like space, but if you think if you see it coming, you can probably prepare. Um, that is my point. Yes, but also they're going to just jump onto one side, and then you're going to shoot you, but then you're going to move, and then they can drop it when you. They have a whole lot of things that they can do, and it's that, that's a good part, I think. It's not one-dimensional. So, Brad, you've gone through the book, Nat, and you've come up with a list. Tell us, what is it? Starting with the heroes, I've got the Arcanaut Admiral, the Endrin Master, and the Endrin Master with Dirigible Suit. I've got a Frigate, an Ironclad, two squads of three-man Engine Riggers, a ten-man Thunderous Squad, the five-man Thunderous Squad, and then uh, six Skywards. The Dirigible Master, Master with Dirigible Suit, creates, gives Engine Riggers and the Skywards battle line. So there's my battle line. Okay, I see there's no battalions here. Battalion, yeah, it's, it's probably going second, which I think this army can handle, so that's all right. Uh, it's mostly aimed at being either in the frigates or, or being next to the frigates and using the Sky Leap or Sky Jump ability. You can just set up out of range of everything, pretty much. So it doesn't matter. You're going second, but also at the same time, like we said before, if you having if you're going against a combat army, they probably want to go second, so you can go first. So, yeah, it would probably work for you either way, whether you have a battalion or not. It's just for the artifacts. Whether if there's an artifact, yeah. a second artifact you're wanting to take, makes sense. Any other little tricks and you have up your sleeve? Any reasons why you made the list? There's just the ad, the Arcanaut Admiral can buff the ship, so he sits inside and he gets a command point, and we give some rerolling ones. So it's kind of 
you can just jump up and uh, annihilate the outskirty units of the opponent and then uh, see what happens. Sounds pretty badass. Andrea, how would you deal with this specific list? <laughs> That's been done Do not it. use your Mortec Crawlers. Well, I mean, yes, it, it, that is the way I would <laughs> thing is, if you go against it. <laughs> yeah. um, so how many battalions are you running in this? No battalions. No battalions. Okay. So, so if I, walk, I will most definitely go first. Because I run a battalion, I will drop five units in one go, mm-hmm. and then I have another three drops. So, eh, how does deployment work with garrisoning? You'll have to put the units in the thing. So you'd put down the thing first, and then put down thing inside, thing inside, thing yeah, inside. Yeah. So then he would definitely go first. I mean, yes, a lot of threats, but the biggest threat is the big guy. The rest is slow. So once I take away your your mobility, yeah. So if I shoot, we can even run the math, but if I shoot eight shots at you that hit on a two plus and wound on a three plus we're rolling once. Mm. So you hit with everything next day, so it's eight. Yeah. And then I have to fail four of those on a three episode. So I just need to knock you down enough and then I can charge you with my knights, with my cavalry. And then the cavalry I will the other guys are standing in the way. Yeah, but my spears have two inches range. That's the difference. That's a big difference. So unless you make a big space screen, which you can do, also you, you can do. It, like, you can deploy like on the back line, either edge. Because you have so much access to movements, it doesn't really matter. But even if you fail two, say it's ten, only, yeah. it's ten damage. Yeah, it will not you down anymore. On average, you will fail three. That's the average, which is fifteen damage. So you're now down to three. You can heal as much as you want. You're not going to be able to go up. So mm-hmm. I just need to. Take you down if I. But the second frigate can jump then. Yeah. And take a six man squad with you. Looking at battalions, probably drop a couple squads. You could probably. There's a battalion. The, the question to me is literally just okay, your strength is your mobility because you can jump around, and I, being undead, am not close enough to be that mobile. I'm fully aware of that. Um, the Bone Reapers are tough. They really are. Especially mm. if you're on the Catacombs, they are tough to kill. But okay. I cannot keep up with your movement. So I have to stop that. The moment that is stopped, then I'm on the same page and I am stronger. Yeah, a bit, see, um, what, depending on what the mission is, the mission makes a bigger difference and all that. It's going to be a battle of outgunning each other. Kill your fast things, you kill my fast things, and we just look at each other <laughs> as we slowly die. Yeah. The difference is, I have longer range than you do. Yeah. And my, I have more healing than you do. And my, my catapults, which are the threat that you need to re- remove, they okay. absorb wounds on the normal dudes, so. I think I would, if I was gonna face that, I'd be struggling a bit, trying my best to make the, the, the threats not so easily visible. It's the usual thing with the shooting armies. Oh, you didn't add the um, warp lightning vortex onto it. You have to buy it. Oh, I didn't run the, yeah, I didn't yeah. do the, that whole plan. I think uh, that list would be different if yeah. you wanted to emphasize the, the warp lightning vortex. And I think I'd have to just try and outwit you, really. I, I, I mean, too many keepers against that makes too many viable targets for you. And yeah, that generates more depravity for me. Maybe I a Selesky host against you would actually be quite fun. I think you can probably take out a keeper. Yeah. Like with shooting. And it's like you drop out of nine, you've got 18 inch range on a lot of the guys who are in the main ship, the ironclad, the, tr- the close combat guys in front, and have multiple targets, and you just gun the keeper and then kill what it is next door to it. You'll have, I'll have to test them in battle and see how they. Yeah. Definitely something to do. The, to take a break if I was going to fight against them with Gloom Spot, answer every problem with Mangler Squigs. So, 
throwing more at them. Yeah. Not catching, catching them. <laughs> yeah. So, so they probably they'll blow that mangler up so quickly. Uh, Which one? Because you'll run two. Run two, but it's like they'll just they can talk unless they're both running next to each other. And even then, they got a four up save. They got a rent, so it's a five up. Minus one to hit, so you're hitting up five. It's up to the the sixty man squad of of goblins being hand of gawked around. <laughs> just being like, yeah, you can sky I, I can sky leap too, boys. Sure. And see how you like it. Yeah. Well, um, I don't know about you guys, but I think we've covered a lot of the bases of the character on there. Anything else you guys want to say about that? They're just so pretty. Go ahead. Ah, shiny stunty dwarves. Yeah, it's flying dwarves with metal suits, basically. Well, not full metal, but like... Space Marines. Yes. <sighs> Sad face. Sad face, Darren. Appreciate no. it. Well, Marines. to anyone who's listening to this, thanks very much for listening to us drone on and rattle about uh, um, the crazy little shiny dwarves. Um, we hope you listen to our next show. And that's it from us. Cheers. Bye. <laughs> this podcast was completely non-monetized, and our intro, mid-song, and end song are all royalty-free downloads from premiumbeat.com. Thank you for listening. Bye.